trigger warning. The story includes depiction of violence, may be sensitive for some reasons, as well as sex trafficking and BDSM. Kian O'Sullivan. Gianna Biachi reminded me of everything I am not. Polite and poised. The perfect mafia princess according to old school standards. She was the type of woman you stayed away from. The kind meant to wed the head of a family. I wanted her. I wanted to possess her. Control her. Most of all, I wanted to love her. Gianna Biachi. Kian O'Sullivan reminded me of everything I am. Possessive and needy. He was the type of man you wrapped your arms around and never let go of. The kind meant to dominate you inside and out. I wanted him. I wanted to be possessed by him. Controlled by him. Most of all, I wanted to love him. Hello, my people. Now I messed it up. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the Bibliophiles Bookcase. I am your host, Erica the Bibliophile. There we go. Now, we are here for part four of the Mafia Misfits from Miss Asia Monique. Um, and this is, now I think last week I called him Sion. And uh, his name is actually pronounced Kian. And Miss Monique put that, like, in the beginning of the book. It is pronounced Kian. So we have Kian and Gianna. Now, Gianna, her story is also, like, before Enzo and Lucia's story, during Luca's story, and Mateo's story and then we finally like we're up to date towards the end of the book so in the beginning where chapter one it says before sinful vow so she was still at school she was a senior in college um in Pennsylvania and she was just trying to find her way in life she was quote-unquote friends with these two girls where they're not really friends it seemed like they only came around to take her stuff or see what they can benefit off of her and anytime she actually tried to spend time with them they were nowhere to be found or they weren't answering their phone or anything like that so and you know with her family being who her family is she wasn't too close to people anyway it's like she was there to go to school and as soon as she graduated she knew she had something waiting for her so one of the girls what's her name her name was raven so raven comes to her room and it's like you know do you want to study together no she wasn't there to fucking study she was there to get some clothes from Gianna to go to a party. And so at the last minute, she's like, do you want to go? And Gianna always refused. My girl is in her book. She's like, girl, I'm here to get an education. And that's it. Like the last four years, she's maybe been out maybe three, possibly four, maybe even five times. But she don't party like that. But you know what? She closed her book. She's like, sure. Yeah, I'll go. And um, she's like, I'll meet y'all there. 
Now, Raven, like, can we ride with you? You know, once again, trying to mooch off her and want to show up in uh, Gianna's, like, brand new car. And she's like, girl, they're going into the, they call it Scully Road. So it's Sullivan territory. She's like, girl, that's like a block from here. I'm not driving my car. We can walk. And I'll meet y'all there because now she got to get up and she got to take a shower, you know, get dressed, whoop, whoop, whatever, whatever. So while she getting ready, though, she get a group FaceTime from her brothers. And this is when Enzo tells her, you know, I need you to go talk to the other side of the family and just mention that he's about to get engaged because, you know, they got somebody in their family who's a gospel. So as soon as she dropped that little bit of information, he know it's going to spread like wildfire. And she's like, man, you know, won't fuck with them like that. But because it's for her brothers, she does it. And so when she gets to the party, um, it's the younger brother. What's his name? Rian. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Because it's R-I-A-N. Rian is the one throwing the party. And they're close in age. So they're like friends. But, you know, she really only came with the hopes of seeing uh, Ken. Not me, Ryan. Man. Check me out. Um, and he literally shows up. Because they've been having this little flirty thing. It's been years. But, you know, nothing has happened. So he shows up. Rian leaves to give them a little bit of privacy. And she makes a statement, you know, it's our anniversary. And it's like, what? And he says, like, yeah, uh, you know, you had on this outfit. Your hair looked like this. I remember everything. And um, he tells her, you know, like, we can't get into it right now, but I'm coming for you. And she's like, what does that mean? He's like, just know real soon I'm coming for what's mine. And so... Oh, excuse me. So with that, and you know, he calls her, well, it's like an inner monologue. It's like she was his future wife, the mother to his unborn children. So, you know, this just becomes a thing. Now, also during this time, this is when Gianna gets involved with the, um, the sex trafficking because while Lucia and her cousin, uh, what's her name? No. Yeah, Gia, while they were um, intercepting the Costa's, what do, what do you want to call them? Shipments. That's what they were called. Um, the Costa's then went to the O'Sullivan's and asked them if they could accept a shipment in their territory and they accepted and when they looked inside that's when they saw that there were girls in there so he calls her there Ken calls uh, Gianna is like you know I need you to come and help and when she comes you know she talks to them and um you know, gets them to calm down to let them know, like, we're not here to hurt you. We're going to get you some help and all that type of stuff. And so that's then when she gets in touch with, I believe, Lucia. Was it Lucia? It was either Lucia, Violet, or Jess. It was one of them. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, 
you know, they all start work, working together to get rid of them. Because it's just like, come on, really? You're trafficking women? There's so many other things you could do. And ain't nobody with that. And, of course, the uh, O'Sullivan's were pissed. Because it's like, why would you bring that to our territory? And so, um, Ken and Gianna, you know, like, that brings them closer together. And they start talking. And this is when she's like, you know, what do you actually do for your family? Because he works in... um, Shit, 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 coding. So he's like working on the computer security. He does that. And so she's like, yeah, okay, I understand that part. But like, nigga, what do you do for the family? And he's called the fixer. So if they need somebody taken out, Kian is the one to do it. So that brings us to the wedding, Lucia and Enzo's wedding. Everybody showed up to the wedding but Kian. And, you know, he's not answering his phone. She can't get in touch with him. Like, of course, his family knows where he is. And they tell her, like, you know, he can't talk right now. But then we have Finn. Like, he slides over to her table and hands her a phone. And is like, you know, you got five minutes. Because she was calling, texting, all of that. And she was upset. Because it's just like, she knows with this life that he has to leave at certain times and he won't be able to contact her but it's just like to not even tell me before you leave like hey i'm gonna be you know like out of touch for a while it pissed her off but because everybody saw how crazy she was acting it was like man talk to this girl and calm her down so he gets on the phone with her and tells her you know i see all your messages i see everything you know keep texting me but I got some business to take care of. And so after that, what happened after that? So yeah, you know, like how with the uncle and all that shit and we'll do whatever, whatever. Cause they had warned her before. Mateo had gave her a gun to stick on her thigh. You know, like how they have those, uh, I forgot what they call it. Anyway, but she had a gun tucked and she was like, oh, is this gonna be like a red wedding? It's like, girl, this is not Game of Thrones. No, no red wedding. <laughs> I was like, when I first saw that, I said, oh my God, I hope not. <laughs> um, but anyway, after that, the, so then we go to Keon, see what, uh, Keon, excuse me, and see what he doing. And there was somebody inside their camp who was supposed to be loyal to them, but they had actually been stealing money and come to find out that he had a partner and his partner was Keon's ex-girlfriend. So come to find out, the woman never really loved him. It was all just a plot. Because in the messages, it was something like, how much longer do I have to do this? I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be with him like that. You told me I wouldn't have to do it for this long. So he's pissed to find out that his relationship had basically been a lie. And he'd been on the lookout for her, but can't find her nowhere because it seemed like she's always been two steps ahead. And also... Now, we all know in my reviews, I don't talk about the sex scenes. It's like, if that's something that you, I mean, I love them, but I'm not going to go into graphic te- detail either about what goes on. You can read it for yourself. He's into BDSM, and so is Gianna. So uh, at one point, though, the ex-girlfriend had went too far in marking him up. So he has a a scar on his chest. But anyway... 
um, when he gets home, he texts Gianna like, you know, basically where you at. But she mad because the nigga been gone and ain't saying nothing, so she don't respond. So he comes home. He has a playroom above his apartment. So it's like where she thought his place was the top floor, there's actually a floor above that. And y'all just 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 go read it. It's mm, I loved it. I I loved every second of it. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. But um so you know they really don't have any problems in their relationship. Cause even after that, it's like they got over that bump. She understands that this life is the life. And that's it. It's just like they're growing more in love together. But it's just like like he t- like when he told her in the beginning that he was coming for her, he meant that. Like he hadn't pursued her within that time, but he was making plans. The man was building them a house together. And she's like, you're, and he took her there. Like they didn't go inside, but she he showed her the outside. She's like, You're building me a house. He's like, yeah. She's like, what if I don't want this? He's like, okay, well, this is your house. You can do whatever you want to with it, and we'll get another one. But, you know, like, you're going to belong to me. Like, I wasn't bullshitting when I told you that. And, of course, you know, panty dropper. <laughs> She's like, you building me a house? I want a dog. I want a turtle. I want a koala. Like, I want this life with you, and we're going to have children. He's like, yeah, all that. Of course. <laughs> like, no problem. Um... So what? So he's still been looking for the ex-girlfriend, like I said, but he really couldn't find her Um, until, you know, he put feels out for her. So there was nowhere that she could go that he would not be able to find her. She wasn't going to be able to get on a plane under no fake identity. She was basically stuck and she knew that. So she gives him a call on the phone. And it's like, you know, because he's like, where's my money? She's like, I'm ready to return it. But, you know, you got to do something for me and you're not going to harm me. Like, basically thinking she has, she still has control of him. It's like a part of the BDS, BDSM thing, excuse me, because he likes a little pain and likes to be dominated just a little bit, not too much. Um, So he's like, oh, she bold as shit. But he got cameras you know, everywhere. So he could see that she's at their building, like at the docks and in his office. But then he also sees that Gianna is walking into his office because they hadn't seen each other like all day. She's like, oh, I'm missing my man. Let me go pop up on him. See what he doing at work. Whoop de whoop. But when she opens the door, she sees the ex-girlfriend. Now she, Gianna knows who she is, but ex-girlfriend don't know who she is. And so you know, they get into a war of words. Gianna pulls out her gun. But she know that the the ex-girlfriend ain't know nothing. So she, because she, uh, the ex-girlfriend had took apart her gun. Like, you know, basically to show her, I'm not here for that. It ain't nothing like that. So Gianna also takes apart her gun. Like, you know, it is what it is, whatever. But then they get to fighting. And she has her down on the ground. And she pulls out a knife and has it at her throat. So then, uh, Ken, this man burst through the door and was like, Gianna, you know, like, that's enough. And I could see, like, how in that moment, but also, I don't know, it's like a double-edged sword. Because, like, girl, you know how obsessed this man is with you. But also, when he's like, that's enough, 
She's like, you defending this bitch? He's like, no, of course not. But this is for me, um, for me to handle, excuse me. Like, you ain't got to get your hands dirty like this. So she looks down at her and then looks at him. And she slices old girl's neck from ear to ear and says, boom, there you go. Handled it for you. And she walks out and leaves. You know, she done went home, calmed herself down. This nigga burst through the door like, what the fuck is your problem? Don't you ever scare me like that again where I think something could possibly happen to you. You know, like, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to take care of you. And she's like, I, basically, I did you a favor. Like, you was looking for I handled it. Boom. No problem. Which, I mean, it really was not a problem. Like, fuck her. <laughs> so, um, in the end, they end up getting engaged. And he uh, gifted her a dog, the dog that she wanted and a turtle. And I thought it was so cute. I was like, he really brought her a turtle? Ah, oh, my God. And I was so happy for <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Keon, Keon, Lord, I still, Keon and Gianna, their story was really sweet. It was, what am I trying to say? It was just like waiting until they were older because I think what, they're three years apart because I think he said he was 19 and she was, I don't know. I want to say 16, like 16, 19 or something where it's not that big of an age gap. And it was just like, we was way too young trying to be forever at that point. But I was always watching you, looking at you. And I knew that you were my forever person, just not then and there. And I loved it. I was like, okay, cool. She got her man. And our next story is going to be Finnegan and Violet, and I can't wait to read Violet's story, because at the wedding, when uh, Finnegan sat down and was just staring at Violet, it's like, nigga, are you obsessed or what? Anyway, can't wait. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.